Hello. You guys both jumped on at the same time. Like, you're ready to go. Well, you I mean, are late, so. I, I was watching basketball and got the notification yeah, no via email. Cares. So I, I did go down a flight of stairs quickly. <laughs> but you know how the flights of stairs are in my home. They're not really flights so much as six steps. Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish... Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. It is a Tuesday night, which means we are recording your Wednesday edition of the Babyface Heel Podcast. The Babyface Heel Podcast, because there's two sides to every storyline. I am the heel, Patrick O'Dowd is the babyface, and Miranda Morales is stuck in the middle, forced to be the referee, the peacekeeper, the tweener, and free to choose sides as she wishes. Of course, the Babyface Heel Podcast is part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can hear, well, here at thechairshot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. TheChairShot.com is your home for wrestling reviews, opinions, and analysis, but it's so much more than that. It's sports, it's entertainment, and it's sports entertainment. And you get all kinds of great shows here at the ChairShot Radio Network. Like, like just between us, you've got uh, the Bandwagon Nerds, you've got the Sunday edition of ChairShot Radio, you've got the Hashtag Miranda Show. Tuesday edition of Chair Shot Radio, Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio, and of course, this show, the Babyface Heel Podcast. And, and you never know where any of us might pop up at any other point in time, as we're all over the Chair Shot Radio network. Follow the website and the network at Chair Shot Media. Of course, these shows are all streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more. So like, subscribe, and leave us a five-star review. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can follow me all over your social media. That's Facebook, the Twitter, and Instagram, at ChairShotGreg. Would love to have you do that there. Posted a video today, a little update for everybody. Not really an update, just more of a some perspective that, that people could definitely use. Not wrestling-related at all, but definitely valuable for you and for everybody else we have uh, the usual people with it two weeks in a row we've got the the same crew here with us so uh, very excited about that you know it's a it's a milestone patrick o'dowd sitting there with his bandwagon nerds background that he can disappear into if he doesn't have the victory lap marina's got a sun mirror behind her so that's uh since you guys can't really see 
This is this is what we are, what we have for you. Patrick O'Dowd is the wrestling realist. He's been here since day one ish, not even day one ish, just just day one. And you can follow him on the Twitter at wrestling realist. Everybody listening can say it with me. It's W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist. And the host of Bandwagon Nerds and the one-time host of the Patrick O'Dowd Show with Patrick O'Dowd and Greg DeMarco. It's Patrick O'Dowd. And if you want to hear some truly awful audio, check out Chair Shot Radio this morning. From back in the proverbial day, man. It was so bad. So I was going to talk about that. You described it as a conference call. That's what Blog Talk Radio is. yeah, and I was like, yeah, he's kind of right. Yeah, it's, no, it's that's what Talk Radio is. Like, like, it's you know, we talked about to pull back the curtain. You know, you talked about switching and, and trying to use Google Meets for for bandwagon nerds instead right. of uh, Skype because because Skype can sometimes have issues. We use Google Meets for this show. We use Zoom for the hashtag Miranda Show. And I tell you what, like I remember when we went from Blog Talk Radio to Skype, like that was a major upgrade. And this is Blog Talk yep. Radio in 2013. Like it is bad. It is terribly it's, it's bad. However, I did spruce it up as much as I could. You should have heard it before I, I spruced it up. It, I, it was, I, I can only imagine because I, I did catch that detail when listening this morning that you were like, I cleaned it up. I tried to. And it was, like, it was like you did. But here's the wow. thing, dude. 2013 with future greatest wrestler walking God's green earth, Adam Cole, baby. Pre-baby. There was no baby to be found. During our yep. He was very humble. Very humble Cole. during that interview. I know. <laughs> and that was the second of three interviews we did with Adam Cole. Um, mm-hmm. As I didn't realize we did three interviews with Adam Cole. And I, like, I forgot. Like, do you remember? We have interviewed Ty Valkyrie. Like, I forgot about that and found yeah. it when I was looking for the Adam Cole interview. I don't remember these things at all. We interviewed Ty Valkyrie, and she's running around talking about Kira and calling herself Kira and calling Conan Chuck. Like, it's crazy what, what, what she was doing during this interview. Like, I should play that one as, a, as a, another um, character. Totally forgot. Completely forgot. Like, I remember, like, okay, we interviewed Billy Kay before she was Billy Kay, and we've interviewed Kyle right. Riley, Bobby Fish, like the whole Undisputed Era except Roderick Strong. And But uh, there's so many interviews I've forgotten about. It's crazy. Like everybody loves, well, you know, John Silver and, and Alex Reynolds in, in the Dark Order. We've interviewed them. Like it's just right. nuts. Yeah, the the number of people when you look back when we were going through and doing the interviews that yeah are are where they are now. Kevin Owens is another yeah. one that that we've talked about before. Uh, we we interviewed Kevin once or twice. Twice. Really? Twice. Yeah, I thought it was twice. Twice. The first one, time one was he like didn't a have ten a lot minute. Of time for us. 10-minute day after yeah. he won the ROH world title, I just happened to send him right. an email, and he just had me like, yeah, I'll come on for like five minutes. And then the second time was obviously a bigger interview. But that was, yeah, we, Kevin Steen, of course, Kevin Owens now. So many of of those people. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to think about where we are and, and who we've been able to interview and, and interact with. So very lucky. Very lucky. Us. Look at us. Look at us go. Look at us go. Look at us. Us. Is not two, it is three. You you heard her a little bit as we're waxing poetic about the past. You can find her on the Instagram and on the Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. You will not find her on Twitter because she is a Twitterless heroine. That's hashtag spelled out in the hashtag Miranda. She's the queen of soft style. She's the ring announcer to the stars and a whole lot more. 
down since day 1,187-ish. It's Miranda Morales. Ish. Hello. I think you got to crack open the vault. You know, we talk about the vault in always a bad right. way of like there's stuff you don't want to hear in the vault, but there's lots of good shit there in is. that vault. Uh, break it out. Have the, have the, the problem. Slash chair shot radio, the um, problem with vault. the vault. The problem with the vault is for the first few months, we didn't put the, like, like the show was just labeled as Greg DeMarco show. And it didn't have like any, you know, when it got posted to 411, it was part of the articles. There we put all the description stuff. Then I started adding the title in blog talk, like who was on the show. So it's really hard to find some of these interviews. Like, and, and that's why I found the Adam Cole one. Just hire an intern, right? You can get an intern to, to sort through some of this stuff. Is it, isn't that what you do? Like, aren't you like, aren't you like the IZW intern? Wow. Like that's. No, I am junior executive VP. Of I don't even think you're junior backstage interviewing. That's, that's the that's executive. the kind of title they give an intern. <laughs> but you write it on your resume to make it sound like it's not an internship. But you know the the hiring authority looks at it as like, oh, they were an intern at IZW. That's nice. I started my career as an intern, technically, in, in New Mexico. No, <laughs> I have a proper role in IZW. Absolutely, cutting, cutting cutting your teeth in the business, getting Greg a cup of coffee. I don't even drink actually. Coffee. I offered you coffee, Greg. I got an extra coffee. She and did. He refused this is it. exactly right. Yeah, because that's because that's what the boss does to an intern. They make him go fetch things, and then they don't take it. <laughs> no, They're like, was, no, I don't want no, it. No, no, there was no fetching, or, or not even. Starbucks gave her, you know, I, I don't even need to justify it. No, she doesn't have to justify this story at all whatsoever. Yeah, no, she offered me coffee. You're in charge and she's the intern. She answers you. So if you say don't talk, like she's not oh, going to no. talk. We okay. get it. You're going to go there. We're going to go there. You want to go? You want to stir? All right. Uh, I'm going to. I'm gonna. Oh, wow. Here right we now. go. I was very specific when I started this whole thing with IZW that Miranda came on board. It's not a reporting to anything she works with me not for me and that's always been the case going all the way up through today and and she's got a ton of responsibility and and it just continues to grow and and she had i've even talked to her about you know working to get promos between shows now we'll talk about that probably sometime later this week so yes. yeah it, it's and and always comes through so if you want to downgrade her to an intern i'm afraid i've got some bad news because if you know you know and most people know i did play a soundbite by the way and I have to give an update now on the Danger Zone soundbite. So if you were listening last week, you know Patrick O'Dowd, for the first time ever, did in fact play the Danger Zone card, which means he cannot use a Danger Zone card this week. However, if she chose to, Miranda Morales would be able to. really just doing that to ensure that the the show won't be allowed to upload to youtube <laughs> that, that's all i, really I, I was just i was i was actually legit worried you were going to say that like something happened because you played the the song too much last week and so like, no i didn't even I, I don't think it even got like when we upload the shows there's a, a box you can check that also uploads it to youtube and i'm pretty sure like youtube has just stopped informing me when they don't take the shows like they just don't even send me. Well, the you, they just they just don't post. Yeah, it depends don't. on some some of it. If you just stop and say you don't own the rights, you can 
sometimes get away with it. Like That's I know you can do that on Facebook. Yeah. I don't no, own the rights to this. So or if you like in the Facebook, in the comments, like uh, in the description. Nah, whatever. I, I just don't even. It ain't worth it. Like it ain't. It ain't worth it. iTunes right, doesn't to care. Write the sentence, I Google, don't, Google I don't podcast write. doesn't care. It's too much. iHeart doesn't care. We're good. Like that's yeah. that's that's where all our listeners come. All our listens come from. I, so. I love what I'm saying. This is I'm the guy whose podcast drops rips quotes from various movies at the end of every episode of his show. Now that's true. Like just straight up, true. straight up. No one knows because the end of your episode is the next morning. But yeah, it's 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 okay. <clears throat> so. Oh look, Craig made a bandwagon nerds is long joke. Everybody drink. I mean, I just wanted to make sure that you know people people knew. So. I mean, yeah. What, at this point, it's not a show without him giving a dig on on bandwagon nerds. I, I did just dog him for a good five minutes about your role at IZW. So I'm I, I'm so used to this relationship. It's the only one I know. When you guys aren't <laughs> fighting, it scares me. Because I wonder what's wrong. That's, and that's did our I really, form. You know, is it my fault? Yeah, that is our Is it my form. fault Dave, that you guys are happy? me, Dave. <laughs> so anyway, we got a show planned for you today. Very excited about that. And, and we're going to jump into it and, and have a good time here. But Patrick, when the one thing that I discovered in listening to the Adam Cole interview was that was the first time that we started using the Bruce Buffer soundbite to introduce the guest. I had no idea. Oh yeah, like that was yeah, because you 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 announced it, you you made mention of it when we played it, yeah. Yeah, like I played it, and I was like, I think we just discovered something new, and of course, the Bruce Buffer soundbite has now evolved into a new form, known as winding it up. So, but but I can't just wind it up. Like I, it's not, it doesn't work that way. I can't just wind it up unless way. the winding is requested. Yes, yes, it does. So, Greg, go ahead and wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t shirt today. There, you're going to find over 25 different t shirt designs all in the support of thechairshot.com, including some of its very, very famous podcasts, including Bandwagon Nerds. Uh, the hashtag Miranda show with the queen of soft style shirt and everyone hates Greg. Of course, you also can find the OG chair shot logo, multiple always use your head t-shirts, the Corona chair shot t-shirt, the beard, not the virus uh, and and many, many more t-shirts. So go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot shirts start off at 1999. And if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can customize it and you can get it in soft style. So spend the extra few dollars. I highly recommend it. And you can also get an awesome t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. And there you can get your chair shot t-shirt today. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code chairshot. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right, welcome back. Of course, we always appreciate you checking out those commercials. They do help support everything we do, just like those shirts over at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. Late last week, there was a reported that WWE had issued an edict 
And that edict was in regards to NXT. And that edict basically said that NXT would no longer be bringing in any wrestlers over the age of 30 unless they were a well-known name that could come in and impact the brand right away, like an LA Knight, like a, a, a Taya Valkyrie. And this came down, people reacted to it, and, and, and it's kind of the opposite of what we've seen with AEW, of course, bringing in the likes of Sting, The Big Show, and now Christian Cage. So let's talk through this a little bit. Thoughts on the fact that WWE allegedly has an edict that no longer will bring in talent over the age of 30 to NXT. We'll start with you, the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. It's... <sighs> It's silly that it's an article, in my opinion. Like, they basically, it's what they do. Like, they, NXT, bring in new talent, sometimes bring in older talent that has name and recognition. Like, that's not really a story. And, and so I just think it's weird that this got turned into any sort of level of a story that got passed around. I mean, between that and leg slaps, we, we just had stories for the sake of stories that that to me like yeah it makes sense that if you're calling this a developmental brand and, and trying to to build a foundation for the future you're going to hire younger talent however it's not like they said they're never going to hire older talent and in fact they as you just mentioned do it all the time and sometimes those folks are in the nxt brand sometimes if they're super special they get the aj styles treatment so to me, it's it's a whole lot of noise for the sake of noise and not really that surprising. Yeah, I agree with you. It's very much, and, and I don't, it's kind of hard because some of the developmental talent that's been brought in over the last two years has included the likes of Keith Lee, who's pushing 40, yeah. Damian Priest, who is mm -hmm. 40, and, and Kushida, who's over the age of 30. Um, maybe he falls in the name range tech. I don't know if he really does or not, not like some of the other talent they've brought in from Japan. And it's, it's the reaction has been very, very silly to me. I think this has been a strategy all like, it doesn't sound any different. Maybe they've been fudging it a little bit. And now the age is going from like 33 to 30. Like maybe there's a few people they would have brought in in the past that are in the early to mid thirties that now they just won't because they, that's not what they're building for. They're building for the future. Plus the roster is stacked. Like the roster mm -hmm. across the entire company, yeah. they have a ton of people and they have a lot of established talent. Everybody talks about how WWE doesn't build stars. And really that's kind of not true. If you think about it, like they've got a ton of stars right. and they've probably almost done too good of a job building stars because so many people are on the same level in, in WWE. But I, I think that this is nothing like you said, this is nothing new. It's news for the sake of news. And, and yeah, I just think it's more of a, someone looked at the most recent class that's in NXT and said, Oh, outside of Ty of Valkyrie and, and uh, LA Knight, everyone's pretty much under the age of 30. Although Harlem bravado is over the age of 30. So that kind of shoots that, that right there, but he's like 31 or something like that. So it's, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think it's true. And I think it's smart to be fully honest with you. Miranda, right. what do you think? Yeah. Kind of echoing what Patrick said, it seemed like it was a slow news week with these types of things coming out. And I think it's just another way for people to try and villainize WWE. Um, it's just another attempt to look at what they're doing in this practice or, or in this method that isn't fair to, you know, people trying to break into to the business. But 
it's at their discretion. It's their company. They can decide who they want to bring in. Um, and I also echo your sentiments, Greg, as far as it's they what they're looking for is going to evolve over time based off of who they bring in. And so maybe an NXT five years ago, 10 years ago, would have been more open to that. But now it truly is focused on building the stars of tomorrow. And Yes, I'm sure if they do find someone that they feel is a good fit and worth it in the long run, they'll bring someone over. But even when you look at the people not, not in wrestling that come from different athletic um, or entertainment you know, backgrounds, it's kind of a, a normal thing in entertainment for, for there to be kind of a gap. Is it always fair? No, you know, I mean, it sucks in, in the real world of ageism. And that's what I think people are trying to label it, but it's in the world of sports entertainment and, and it does carry a different meaning. Now, as you mentioned, there are people that they bring in and I think that they do appreciate talent for talent. They are going to look at people who bring something special to the table, regardless of age. But when it comes to developing new talent and bringing them in, yeah, they're going to want to have someone with longevity because they're going to take the time and money to invest in them in their early career. And they want to make sure that they stick around. So of course, you know, as, as much as it sucks to, it is somewhat labeled ageism. It also is in the field that they're in. So I think it's just kind of another way that people want to say, look at WWE, look how terrible they are. Look how awful they are to people. Why support them? But people still are like, I, <laughs> I just don't see anything that, that nothing about this surprises me. Well, Miranda, you mentioned um, if the WWE sees something special in them, you know what that special is, right? It's, it's money. Like if mm -hmm. they see money in a talent or something that can increase their brand and build their product, they don't give a shit how old you are. Yes. They're going to exactly. bring you in. Exactly. Yes. And I think if they see the potential for money, I'm going to be flat and honest with you right now. And some people are going to, Love what I'm about to say, and people are going to hate what I'm about to say. L.A. Knight is EC3 all over again. I don't think he's going to make it long term in the company. <laughs> mm -hmm. like it, just, it just doesn't fit. That's fair. It feels like an impact redo when he's out there doing it. But I think, but they're giving it the chance. They're going to yeah. see what they have. They're not just going to make the assumption. They're going to see what they have. At least L.A. Knight can talk. I think maybe yes. that's going to be a big difference. So like L L.A. Talk. Knight can talk. He just couldn't talk in WWE. It's just weird. Like, he's he's cutting great promos in Ring of Honor, and even the stuff he did briefly when he went back for his little, little brief second run in Impact Wrestling did a good job. It just didn't work in WWE, and I think certain characters don't work in WWE. And L.A. Knight is just Eli Drake with a different name. And so it, it's... You know, and, and he's still calling people dummies. And it's even the same cadence. Like, they went with L.A. Knight because it sounds like Eli Drake. Like, it's, And they just couldn't use the Eli Drake mm -hmm. name. So it's dumb. But that's not really what this is about. This is more about the edict and the using of talent in WWE. And, and again, you talk about whether or not it makes money for the company. And that is what it is. It is a business. It is, it is, it mm -hmm. is a, a television show. We talked last week about the, the you know, pushing 7 million people that watch this thing weekly all around the world. And, and here we are in, in WWE doing what we do and, and doing it very well. You flip it around. We talked about AEW bringing in the older talent, right? The over 30, over 40 talent like Paul White, the former big show uh, sting, of course, a few months ago when winter was coming. And now Christian cage, the instant classic, Outwork Everybody has made his way into All Elite Wrestling. 
and we're going to see what he's able to do because he thinks he's got another big-time run in him. Miranda, thoughts on Christian Cage making his way to a company that already employs Brian Cage, AEW? I mean, I, I, I like Christian Cage. I like him um, as, as a wrestler. You know, do I think it's a big grab for AEW? No, it, it really isn't. And talk about things repeating itself. You know, Christian Cage was really fortunate to have such a good run in Imp and TNA when he did because it was a career resurgence. But at this point, what does he have left to prove? What is he going to do in AEW that he wasn't able to do anywhere else? You know, is he going to become world champion? No, I, I really doubt it. So what what? What are you trying to do now? Again, it could be a great way to help elevate younger talent. Um, and that will be interesting to see if that's how they do that by, you know, having him square off with um, some of their younger signees. I mean, that could be a great utilization of someone of his caliber, but also just of his, his experience and expertise. But, you know, it, it does feel a little underwhelming. Um, I feel like especially, I mean, as much as it, it, I'm sure it sucks in some ways, in some ways it doesn't, but even the comparison and that partnership with Edge, that's what fans were clamoring towards. People wanted Christian back because Edge was back. And now that they had that moment, people were like, okay, cool, we got what we needed. So I don't think you're going to have that also translate into AEW. I think overall he's a very likable guy, but he's not going to be bringing eyes to AEW. Nope, just more of the same, really, just more of the same. Uh, it's going to appease the fan base that is already there. Patrick, what are your thoughts? I feel so bad for Christian. And, and here's why. Because the hype machine around this mystery arrival at this pay-per-view, like the speculation train, mm -hmm. which fans do anyway. I, I do a nerd podcast. We speculate. And wrestling fans are just like nerd podcasts. We speculate over everything and we make things way huger, way bigger than they could. I mean, people were throwing out names like Cena and Lesnar and some of that's, you know, tongue in cheek and funny. Some of it's people dead seriously believing that Brock Lesnar was going to show up at, at AEW. And there was, there was this undercurrent of Christian that kind of like, if you were following the betting lines, like if this was up at Vegas, like I could just see that the odds for Christian showing up just keep getting, you know, better and better. Like that's going to be the one. And, and so when he showed up any sort of like excitement you could have generated for him arriving went away or, or like went down significantly. And there's just only so much you can do when you hype something that big. And, and I, I think the other thing that I just have to say about this is I, I put out a tweet and Greg actually liked it that I think kind of rings true. Tony Khan is this generation's Dixie Carter. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, he, it, it, it's new. like, like here's, here's a recognizable name from the WWE. Let's hire them mm -hmm. or WCW or whatever. Let's hire them. You know, the, the best thing that could have happened for them was it for it to actually have been Kurt Angle, you know, and mm -hmm. when Kurt Angle put that video out and everybody got excited and everybody else was like, well, it's not Kurt Angle. Yeah, once he put the video out, you knew it Kurt wasn't Angle. Kurt Angle. But it, Kurt Angle would have been a big deal, even at his advanced years. Yes. But it wasn't. It was Christian, who, like, like you guys said, we love him. He's always been a mid-level WWE guy. 
with, with you know flashes of a possibility to main event and the wwe didn't care when he left the first time they don't care when he left now it's not a damaging signing and sorry aew fans on twitter who are like how could the wwe let him go because they didn't value him that way like they didn't see him as a tremendous loss Mm -hmm. to what they were trying to do so they let him go and wished him the best of luck i'm sure it was amicable just like it was with paul white yeah it was amicable it was but those aren't losses I don't feel bad for, for the Christian WWE. Cage, though. Like, I don't, because he, and he even said in an interview, views himself as one of the best in the world. WWE does not. Never has. He's a right. two-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Okay, Patrick O'Dowd, I've been saying it for years. How many times do you have to win a world title in WWE before you're actually a world champion? You need to win it at least three times. Exactly. That's where we're headed with Drew McIntyre. Okay. Charlotte is is a million time world champion thanks to having won three million women's world championships. So he is not he never he didn't win three. He won two. And he felt like he had another run in him. The difference between him and say Daniel Bryan is Daniel Bryan, the company, still saw money in, like you talked about earlier, and mm-hmm. they don't in Christian because Christian he's had his greatest success outside of WWE. For one reason and one reason only, Edge. That's why he's had his greatest success outside of WWE. Because he will forever be in the shadow of Edge mm-hmm. inside of WWE. He won the world title after Edge had to retire. Okay? That's the... Yes. Rey Mysterio right. won a world title because Eddie Guerrero passed away. Now, he ended up winning his three. So, it solidified him. But Christian never did. Now, he was touted as a Hall of Fame level talent and of course he will go into the wwe hall of fame someday he already had a wwe hall of fame career you don't have to have been a multi-time world champion to go into the wwe hall of fame i think it's totally fine now you talked about this generation dixie carter it was randy orton who first coined the phrase jacksonville dixie for tony khan and and that's it's been proven true time and time Mm -hmm. again here's the thing about that major star announcement that tony khan was touting oh hey mark he believed it he is a mark. Yeah. He actually, he, okay. you see him and he's the mark. He's the dorky mark that made it because he's born. Well, into and, and the announcement was around like what he, he values, mm-hmm. you know, was more about what his opinion was other than, or rather than fact. And I feel yeah. like that's a lot of what his decisions revolve around what he views and values. And I feel like that's some of it, but at the end of the day, going back to the level of success with WWE, you know, they could like a person all they want, but if they don't find value in them, they're going to, to move in a different direction. And I think AEW has to be careful about that because then, you know, you could like someone, but if they're not going to be a good fit and they're not going to bring in business, you can't just bring them on board because, you know, you're a big fan of them. Uh, it, it just... Yeah. Long term, it's not going to be beneficial. Maybe in the short term, great. You know, you get some decent press, you get some eyes on the product a little bit. But even then, like we've already said, there's not going to be any new eyes on this. No one is going to be changing channels to come and watch Christian or even Big Show for that matter. You know, I mean, the initial buzz, and, and that's what AEW is great at. The initial buzz is great, the execution sucks. Because they don't know what they're doing. They don't have anybody <laughs> in the room. Exploding you know, it's like Christopher Platt that. always likes to say, there's no, <laughs> there's no adult in the room in AEW. And that's been a big problem that they've had time and time again. And it just keeps showing itself where they are. Maybe they'll learn it someday. Maybe they won't. 
I want to ask you guys a question, and, and it's going to be very interesting because if you compare title reigns versus not title reigns and where we are, who is going to be the more memorable WWE superstar when all is said and done in both of their careers? Christian Cage, or Christian, WWE-wise, or Kofi Kingston? Miranda? Ooh. Hmm. That's a little hard. I feel like because one is still happening, you know, Kofi's right. still going, and um, I, I do feel like out of the new day, he was that senior leader, and uh, I feel like there's just so much buzz around him outside of the ring. So I don't know. I'm kind of leaning more towards Kofi just because of it's, it's the full thing for me. I, I, and, and even though, like you said, I think Christian will always have that challenge of kind of being in the shadow of, of edge. Whereas Kofi will always be associated with the new day, but he won't be in the new day shadow. You know, I don't think anyone is going to be under the new day shadow. I think if anything, right. it was something that was used to help elevate all three members. Um, so I feel like that is the big, difference for me is that Kofi's not in anybody's shadow. Patrick, what do you think? Kofi Kingston or Christian? Who's going to be more memorable at the end of their career? Kofi Kingston. And here's why. Miranda, all that stuff you said, name one truly amazing, memorable moment solely done by Christian. Solely done by Christian. Kofi yeah. Kingston versus Randy Orton's car. End of story. Like that and was that was early one. in his career. Kofi Mania. That's yeah. not counting Kofi any Mania. of the WrestleMania. Kofi Mania, spots. yeah. Not counting Kofi Mania. Yeah. yeah. It's all about how you're utilizing it. But here's what it is for me. Kofi Kingston is a WWE superstar. Through and right. through. Right? He started in the mm -hmm. Indies. He was trained by Killer Royal Kowalski Rumble spots. In chaotic yes. wrestling. And he came up through and he's a WWE superstar. He's moments, okay? Christian is a pro wrestler who got to WWE and largely got to WWE because they wanted to put somebody with Edge and the Brood and all of that, and they brought in the guy that Edge had been teaming with. And he is, the, he is that wrestler who does better outside of WWE because he's just not quite the top-level guy in WWE. He's made a hell of a career for it. I'm sure he's selling tons of T-shirts right now, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just very, it, it just more exposes AEW for the things that they are. And that's okay. That works for their fan base and, and that works for, for what they have. And they obviously, they say they want to grow. They don't want, we're going to talk about AEW more later anyway, but that's where we are with, with that, you know, the old age edict that doesn't really exist in AEW and the young age edict that may or may not exist in WWE. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. The Babyface Heel of the Week is our time to take a look at one of wrestling's most famous or infamous personalities from yesterday or today and decide how they were better as a babyface or as a heel. This week's Babyface Heel of the Week is none other than multi-time WWE uh, Women's and Divas Champion and WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus. Miranda Morales, how was Trish Stratus better for you? Babyface or heel? Hmm. This I had to think about for a second because I, I was really thinking about the career and kind of beginning through end. And 
though in hindsight, I really did like her heel work. What really sticks more with me is her her baby face work. And I think it's because of some of the programs that she had as a baby face that really stuck with me. Um, and a lot of that was with Mickey James, um, even with Lita towards the end. I just feel like that was the, the best of her. And I mean, really, especially towards the end of her career, I mean, she was really, really beloved by fans as, as a baby face. And so I, I kind of, um, I'm definitely leaning more towards the baby face side, not by a huge percentage, but enough because I feel like some of her best programs and her best rivalries was when she was a baby face. Patrick, your thoughts, this was your suggestion and one of many, um, your thoughts, Trish Stratus, baby face or heel. So it's funny because I still remember where I was when I watched the WrestleMania match between Trish Stratus and Mickey James. I was with Greg and Hooters in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> true. Probably with her friend, Jerry, if I do recall, probably he was uh, usually there. He, he usually came along for the ride. And, but at the end of the day, I kind of, I like, I like bitchy Trish Stratus. I like paintbrush paintbrushing Chris Jericho in the face, Trish Stratus. Mm. I, I like heel manager, Trish Stratus. I, yeah, I, you know, I think for me, it's, yeah, I like, I like her when she's a heel. I like that. She just, she carried this like snotty, pretty lady look when she had a heel that just would like, it was both a sexy and a turn off at the same time. If that makes sense. Like I love you, but I know you hate me. So I don't love you. And it was great. And I thought she channeled that really well. I thought she could be, I thought she could be um, a mean girl kind of quote unquote mean girl as in like the movie and all that sort of stuff. And she played that up really well. And so, yeah, I think for me, I'm actually going with heel Trish Stratus because I thought she was fun. I thought towards the end of her career, like you said, it didn't matter what she was. The fans were going to love her. So that's always, that's always a tough place to be. And we're looking at you, Ric Flair, but uh, yeah, for me, heel Trish Stratus. It is tough because the, the whole Mickey James angle, which painted Trish Stratus as a baby face launched the career of Mickey James and, and was so well done and is still one of the best storylines they've ever done. And, and the, the storyline that you referenced two years before when when she, when, when Chris Jericho and Christian had their whole weird, you know, would never get away with it in 2021 feud over Trish Stratus and betting dollars on, on who would do what with her. And, and, and she ended up turning on Chris Jericho and joining Christian was the best heel moment of her career. But she, to me was always, I don't know. I always viewed her more as a baby face. And, and I honestly think that the women's evolution has a lot to do with how we view Trish Stratus now. Even though she wasn't part of the women's evolution per se, she was one of the reasons that proved why it needed to happen back in the day. Because And she was, look, she didn't come from the indies. She was a supermodel that they brought in and she turned herself into a professional wrestler. She did the same exact things that, thing that Nikki Bella did. It's that people hate Nikki for it and love Trish for it. And I just think that everything she represents and everything that the, the road that she paved for the women of today 
almost overshadows what she actually did storyline-wise and character-wise that I do think I can't get over the babyface side of Trish Stratus for that reason. So I am going to go babyface as well, giving us a 2-1 to one, uh, siding here as Miranda went babyface. Patrick went heel, and I went babyface. So the answer is babyface for this week's babyface heel of the week, and that is Trish Stratus. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out in here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out in here. We got three minutes, and we're out. (sighs) Okay, so this past Sunday at AEW Revolution, there was a ladder match. The face of the revolution, they, they called it. Three people were just gifted entry. Two people had to earn it. And one was entered as a mystery competitor. That is a topic for this morning's edition of Chair Shot Radio. And so we're not going to go into to Ethan Page in AEW now. But Scorpio Sky won the ladder match by ascending the ladder and grabbing what, Patrick O'Dowd? What did he grab? <laughs> He grabbed that big brass ring, baby. He grabbed the brass ring. AEW had a ladder match. (laughs) And hanging above the ring was a brass ring. Patrick or Dad, we'll start with you. What kind of complex do you have to have as a company? Like, what kind of little brother complex do you have to have as a company to to hang something like to hang a fucking brass ring over the over the this is such a ladder match. It's, and it's, then it's a sit there and try to tell it's us. a sledgehammer in the throat all over again. Yeah. Right. And I my favorite thing just to, as we've talked about pulling back the church curtains in one of the one of the chat groups that that this network may or may not participate in. Like we're, we were sharing all kinds of wonderful memes and gifts and videos of the fallout from this past Sunday. But the one that I shared first to Greg privately, but then when I saw everybody doing it in our other group, I was like, okay, I'm going to share this with everybody. It's Scorpio Sky grabbing the ring and then he gets transported off to the bonus stage of Sonic the Hedgehog. For those of you who don't remember or too young to remember, <laughs> you collected a giant ring. And you went into this like bonus level and it was just Scorpio Sky's head bouncing around the bonus level. It was like, like it just, it just reeks of second rate Bush league, little brother bullshit. Like if you want to get out of the shadow of the WWE and you want to make yourself a truly unique and brand worth watching, Stop this stupid nonsense. You had good stuff on that pay-per-view too. That's the thing. There were good matches. There were good things on that pay-per-view. Nobody remembers it because you had a stupid brass ring over over a ring. You had a lackluster debut and a shitty death match that you tried to make excuses for when your pyro failed. Like everything that's remembered about this is goofy little brother shit. So I'm sorry. He's on mute. You're muted, You're muted. I'll fix it. So I will correct you on one thing. Tony Khan later finally admitted that the pyro was never going to be big because they couldn't kill anybody. 
Like they just couldn't risk it. So he's basically like, what, what were we supposed to do? Really something. Blow yeah, something. That's what he actually Throw said. Some, what were we supposed someone. to do? Really blow them up? Like he actually said that in one of his interviews. Then why have the match? I then know. Why do this? I, I, we we had a whole show about it last week for this I very did. reason. I just sorry. And, no, just, but this is the said. aftermath. You knew you weren't going to escape this. I know. I know. Miranda, thoughts on the stupid <laughs> brass ring bullshit? I just, it's it's such a literal interpretation. I don't know. I, but you're right. It feels like a lot of what AEW does is out of spite for WWE. And it's, you just wonder why, you know, like it's almost like in high school where this one person has this illusion of like, you know, some beef and the other person's like, I don't even know who you are, you know, like who, what's the deal? And so uh, to me, I, yeah, it's great that Scorpio Sky won it. I think that he it, it, he should. But I also think that it now looks silly with him holding this huge-ass brass ring. And also, if you look at consistency, like, they keep changing what all these prices are, you know? Like, it, and it makes it hard for people to follow. If you want to really create a core tradition, if you really want to create something, have some consistency on what, you know, what do you earn? Like, money in the bank is... Uh, it's an institution because it's the same thing and and it's evolved. But at the same time, you know, everyone knows that briefcase. You can do that too. You can create your very own special thing, but they've created so many fucking things that we had the ring, the actual like dynamite ring that MJF fucking had. And, And now we have, you know, I forgot what was the other one before that cage one. I don't even remember, but like it's making it so that you're not, creating your own legacy that you're spending your time taking your shots at the business and at wwe that you're ignoring what you're trying to build you know who are you what are you trying to do what is your identity as a company it shouldn't be just throwing jabs at wwe and it shouldn't be trying to relive the glory days of wcw do you be unique come up with your own you know your own constant prize to win and stick with it and make it special and make it important two two things number one outside of kenny omega no one has ever won one of their win this and get a title match opportunities and gone on to win a championship so outside of one of the members of the elite one of the evps of the company no one has ever won one of these and then had the title shot be successful money in the bank's been around for 16 years like it's just it's an institution now at this point. It's it's one of the most valued championships in WWE over most of the championships in WWE. Here's where I disagree with both of you. I think this is their identity. This is what their fans want them to do. The only thing they're doing wrong is claiming they're not doing it. Just own it. Just own that you're slamming WWE. Own that it was Triple H's throne. Own that this is Vince McMahon's black ring or brass ring. Own all of it. That's what it is. Just be that. You'd be more. I'd have more respect for it if you did. Stop trying to lie to your fan base and tell them that it's not that when it so obviously is, and and making yourselves look stupid in the process. Just be it. You, know, you said do you and be you. They are. They're just not embracing who they are. Like that's what they are. That's why they started this thing. They didn't start this thing to be unique and different. They literally started this thing out of spite because they didn't think they'd be used properly in WWE. That's why they didn't want to have to work for WWE. Everything John Moxley said in an interview and then later said he doesn't really feel that way anymore anyway after a year out. Like those guys never got over it because they never outside of Cody never really went through the full WWE cycle. 
And if anybody, Cody's going to be the one to eventually go back. And it's just, just own it, just be it. And I would have much more respect for them if they did. And I think that the company would be at least a little bit better. But again, it all goes back to the top, right? If this show as a podcast were to suck, it would be my fault. Even if it wasn't my fault, it would be hashtag Greg's fault to, to, to go back a few years like we did today, right? Because I run the show, okay? If, if Chairshot Radio were to fail, that'd be on PC Tunney. He's the one who runs the Chairshot Radio every single day thing, okay? AEW is where it is. It falls on Tony Khan. It, it's, it's the leadership at this point. It's run by a mark. You know, they, people go for, buy wrestlers for wrestlers, and then the ones in the know call it buy marks for marks. You should see some of the things. In, in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in that's all about the business, they rag on AEW all the time. Because they know what it is. It's a bunch of marks who think they can do it better. And they're proving things. Cody Rhodes just recently said in an interview, they've been destroying NXT in the ratings for over a year now. Why are you competing with NXT? It's the developmental brand that Patrick was talking about earlier. Like, you beat the third tier. Way to go, you. And... And now he's saying that, you know, he hopes, or, or I think Tony Khan said he hopes they, they move to Wednesday Night Raw so he can go head-to-head with Raw. Good luck with that one again, Jacksonville Dixie. This is just another in a long line of dumbass things they've done. But if they just owned it, it'd be so much better. They walk around looking at WWE going, Tell me how my ass tastes. When really, the whole time, it's WWE that looks at them going, Tell me how my ass tastes. Because that's what's going on. They just continue to be behind WWE over and over and over again, even though they think they're ahead. And it's, it's just own it, be who it is. That, to me, is their greatest chance for success. That was WCW's greatest chance for success, was slapping WWE in the face time and time again. That's when they were beating them in the ratings. So just own it and be what it is. Otherwise, it, just stop trying to be, stop trying to treat everybody like they're stupid. Just own it and, and, and go with it. So there you go. That's my rant. Patrick O'Dowd inspired me to go on a rant about AEW. And for that, I say thank you. It's a shameful thing. Patrick O'Dowd, bandwagon nerds. What do people miss? And the nerd review, what can people look forward to? Uh, if you haven't caught the bandwagon nerds episode this week, you'll catch our review of the finale of WandaVision. Christopher Platt joined us for that. And then the 90s project continued this week. It was the top 10 action movies. And uh, our poll is actually generating a conversation as people don't like our top choices. So give them a, give us a listen and tell us what you think. Nerd review this week is Godzilla King of monsters. We're bringing Ray cash back. It'll be another three nerd reviews. So check that out on Thursday slash Friday. A question for you. I should ask you yep. things off air. You kept referring to this week's edition of bandwagon nerds as a two part episode. Yeah, because I was talking about the way the show structure was. Yeah, it's I know. the you first part. In two parts. Part. First part was and, WandaVision. And I'm listening to it, and I'm just yes. like, when's part two coming out? And, and and I realized quickly, no, you recorded it in two parts and just put it together. And that's, you're pulling back the curtain, and it's totally fine. Um, but it just popped in my head. I thought that earlier when I listened. Because even though I make fun of how long it is, I still listen to the damn thing. So, And everybody else should, too. And And... This week's edition, last week's edition did really, really well. This week's edition doing well as well. Also doing well on the Chair Shot Radio Network is our debut edition 
of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, which dropped on Monday night, doing very, very well on its chair shot version. And of course, the host of that show, along with Dusty Murphy and Brennan Barr, is also the host of the Hashtag Miranda Show, and that is Miranda Morales. Miranda, I smile as I ask you this question. <laughs> you smile because you know. Because I'm so you excited know. about it. I, I cannot wait. What can people expect on the Hashtag Miranda Show this week? Just madness, pure and utter madness. And that's it. That's all you get. Wild Just card, listen. Exactly. It's going to be a blast. You can also listen to the Wednesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio, where we talk about all ego Ethan Page making his debut in all elite wrestling and so much more. Lots of fun as we continue to roll on forward. I got to be honest with you guys. It's the Babyface Hill podcast, and we talk about wrestling, and we'll still have the Babyface Hill of the week, but I'm just feeling a non-wrestling episode next week. I don't know what it would be about. I don't know how or why. It just it always seems at some point during the road to WrestleMania that happens, and, and I'm just feeling a non-wrestling episode could take place next week. I don't even know the topic, so if you guys have any ideas, feel free to let me know. We'll still do the Babyface Hill of the week, and the three-minute warning would probably be, probably be wrestling-related, but... I just feel this this urge to, to branch off a little bit and have some fun. So look forward to that. It won't be the wrestling game show, Patrick. Don't worry. I see the fear in your eyes. Don't don't worry. But I don't know. Fear, it's I mean, dislike. <laughs> Disdain. Hey, you know what? You have your Disdain. own show oh, no, I don't, and I have mine. I don't, this is my yard now. Anyway. So that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Babyface Hill Podcast. You can follow Patrick O'Dowd on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can follow Miranda Morales on Facebook and Instagram, but not on Twitter, at the hashtag Miranda. You can find me at ChairShotGreg on all three of them. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The website is at ChairShotMedia. It's TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Of course, tune in for sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, and so much more. Miranda, where can they get those beautiful t-shirts? That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Exactly. And go back if you haven't listened to it already. The Tuesday morning edition of Chair Shot Radio, our 20-plus minute interview with the 2013 version of the future greatest wrestler walking God's green earth, Adam Cole, baby. So much fun that we had with, with Adam Cole. And, and check it out. It was a lot of fun, and I think you will enjoy it as well. Until next week when we do something that I don't even know what it's going to be, for Patrick O'Dowd and for Miranda Morales, my name is Greg, Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head.